Welcome back to the Mando Show, a weekly podcast and review of Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. This week we're sitting down to review all of season one. That's chapters one through eight. Let's get to the show. Bounty Hunters. Showed the Mandalorian's face. Because then we saw his face because we didn't see in his, his face in chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Welcome, everybody, to the Mando Show. Yay! And to the right of me is... Derek Alvarado, father of two tattoo artists and Star Wars fan for life. Across from me is... Chad, the resident Mandalorian. One and only. And then to the left of me is... Joey, five foot six, likes long strolls through Batu, <laughs> and big wrong, fan of Disney Plus' The Mandalorian. Wrong show, Oh, Joe. sorry. Not a dating show. Ah, dang it. Oh. Unless you're into dudes. <laughs> wow. No. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep. So we have, we we covered the uh, final chapter in the last episode, um, last show, and now we kind of wanted to go through our general feeling. We have a few things we're going to go through and kind of talk about what we each felt at the beginning and kind of our our own, you want to put it, personal journey through this season. Uh, and then we're going to have a few questions which we put out on Instagram and then we'll all answer them, which are going to be um, what our personal Mando kill uh, of the season is, uh, our favorite tiny moment, uh, our favorite character, and then uh, our favorite episode. And so we're going to go through that, and then we'll lead into our uh, Instagram and social media aspect. But And I almost added favorite comedian cameo, but I figured that might have been too much. <laughs> yeah, not everybody's going to know. <laughs> but anyway, so we're going to go ahead and start, and I'm going to throw it off to Derek right away because he's very thrilled to do it right. Uh, do it first and right off. Take another bat. drink. <clears throat> I love speaking first. Yep. I, that's always been my to favorite. To my right. To my right. We're going to go to my right. Um, so I've been, I was thinking about this through, through the week and watching the different shows and um, I the appreciation for everything that they've done in, in this and some of the, the things they are leading open for the next season. Um, I don't know if they become obvious when you first watch the show. Uh, after you get to, you go back. I mean, and I've watched each episode many times over, <laughs> either for myself or having somebody else watch it because they haven't seen it and, and having them. Or even having playing in the background while I'm working on somebody uh, at work. 
I, you know, I can I can have the uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to have a show playing in the, or a movie playing in the background on a, on a TV I have set up in my station. So I've been sharing the love of the Mandalorian with people who haven't been able to see it. And uh, the way they, for me, the most impressive thing is the way they have intertwined and interweaved all the different aspects of the story into a very cohesive and fun picture. Um, all the characters came together really well, I thought. I mean, even the characters that we couldn't stand, you know, with with, <laughs> with what's his name? I can't even remember. Toro. Toro. Toro, that's Toro. right. Toro, Toro. Get the, I'm glad they made some hamburger out Thinking of Thinking about anyway. the show yesterday and driving around, I was like, I can't wait to rip into this <laughs> guy again. Oh, yeah, yeah for, for next next week's. Ooh. Oh, ne- yeah, next week we're going to. Yeah, colorful. Yeah, we're going to be. metaphors. <laughs> just a reminder, next week is going to be uh, a full-on, like, unabashed, uncensored take on the entire thing. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. All the things all the things we wanted to say in the most colorful and, and way possible. Well, anyway, keep it PG. But anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. So um and even with that episode that we couldn't stand that one character, there's still that little little hint of there's another character out there that we haven't really seen. Uh you know, there with the with the Spurs. Um the fact that some of the things I was right about was really fun for me as far as this goes. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Uh, even even though, well, it, it, it's not it's not the proving anybody wrong part. That's right, 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 right. It's just uh-huh. the, being, the being right part. <laughs> and and being right in such a way, it was so fun. I, I know I know. Last time we talked about this, I was didn't sound very as excited as I really was when it was happening. Watching IG come back. And what happened in that final episode? I mean, it was it was a big emotional payoff, um, and I had a great time. And I've seen it over and over and over, and I've had just as much fun every single time. Not not only with just that, but the the two uh, scout troopers too, which I still can't get over that whole thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> and then everything that was said and done with that particular character. It just it's it strikes a chord in me, um, I, probably because I have kids and I understand what sacrificing for your children is like. And IG was to me was programmed to do that, but it's still the same. It, it amounts to the same thing. You do a sacrifice for something that you care about, and I, probably not the direction people were thinking I'd go in. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I see when I see that particular character. And that's, you know, you go from someone, because I started out many, many years ago in life not thinking I was ever going to have kids and then having a kid. So very much like IG-11, not really caring about much, whatever, life is going to be about it. Something happens, you get reprogrammed, suddenly that's the thing you care about and you sacrifice for it. And that's, to me, my personal connection with IG. That's what happened. That's what happened in my life. Now I have my kids, I sacrifice for them. And that's exactly what he did. And there is, there is, when I was watching it with Cooper, I was going to talk about this next week, but I'm going to bring it up now. We were sitting there watching it, and he was so excited to see IG come back. He was excited, and he was watching him go do all that stuff, right? And then at the very end, when IG died, he turned around to me and immediately started crying, and he needed hugs, and he needed (laughs) shirt. He was so sad. That that happened. And, you know, when you have a story that's, I mean, 
don't get me wrong, Cooper loves Star Wars. Star Wars all the time. Star Wars everything. But you have a character for a six-year-old that can affect a six-year-old that much mm -hmm. where they are that sad, like instantly <laughs> crying. I had to like, it's okay, buddy. It's all right. I had to hug him and hold him. <laughs> it was going to yeah, be okay. You, you hear that, Disney? We had a six-year-old really meld with this murderous assassin robot. <laughs> <laughs> no Porgs, no Ewoks. Don't no, need it. No Jar Jar Binks necessary. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. The, se the self-sacrifice, it just it affected him so much. It was um, so... Um, just the fact that that happened in there, it, I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. Mm -hmm. I really can't. And a lot of that goes, I mean, kind of going just, you know, kudos to Taika Waititi for, I mean, he's voicing a robot, but the emotion that he uh, put in it. Put, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it makes you really, and we talk about characters that people connect with in Star Wars. Even like ships, Millennium Falcon, people yep. connect with ships and stuff. So, but that's what that's what everything about Star Wars yeah. is: is the way people connect. Exactly. Things about yeah. it. There's so many different ways that people connect. It's amazing, and it's surprising too. Mm -hmm. It's surprising when you find out how and why you have connected with a character or a, a, a location, even in Star Wars. Uh, you know, one of the ships. It just, you know. So I am. I am still. There are layers to to the show that mm -hmm. I keep. Finding too yep. um, upon upon rewatch and rewatch you right see a nuanced line you may not have caught before and you're like oh, okay okay yeah, yeah that's yeah. going there and yeah. it, sometimes I wonder if that's me or if these guys really put in that kind of interwoven no they do when you look at it that's yeah. really impressive yeah. mm -hmm. it is really impressive yep. that that even after watching it I I probably have seen each episode. No less than six times each. Mm -hmm. I started Probably thinking about more. that the other day when um, Fennec telling the Mandalorian about Navarro, and w all of us having seen episode three are like, oh, she's talking about when the Mandos came out and kicked some ass. Mm -hmm. And then you get to chapter eight and you see all the dead Mandalorians, and I'm like, well, what if she's talking about him getting out of Navarro because she knows that the they Empire are all dead. killed yeah. all the Mandalorians? Yeah. Like it, it totally blew my mind that that dialogue has a different frame of reference from if you've seen the ending of the show or not. Mm -hmm. Right. And that just blew my mind. Yep. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So. Well, then going off, I'm wondering what kind of take you're going to have because you being a, Chad, you being a Mandalorian for a while now, for a very, probably as long as I've known you, I think you've been a Mando. Mm, I think started in like 2012, 2013. Yeah, right in there. So not too far. Um, and... So for you, I, I I don't know if we, I don't think we ever talked about it. How did you feel when they announced the show, and then having your connection with Mandalorians in general, and then we've had Mandalorian storytelling in different media. Um, how did that make you feel? Like when he first comes on in the scene, and as the story starts building, the season goes. Like, how did how did that affect you? Because I think you're going to have a little bit different take again, because you are a Mandalorian. You've been in that and you know the culture and you know the lore for years now. Yeah, I mean, hearing that John Favreau was doing it with Dave Filoni, hearing that they were doing the show, I didn't have a lot of fear about what was going to go on because they're natural storytellers, and Dave Filoni knows Star Wars. Dave Filoni's basically been the creator mm -hmm. of Mandalorian culture ever since Disney, <clears throat> even a little bit before Disney bought it, because um, prior to that, it was Karen Travis who wrote the um, 
uh, Republic Commando books, and that was where we got a lot of the Mandalorian history because it talked about the super commandos that came and taught the the clone troopers, and that was like the bits and pieces that we took as as the Mandalorian Mark's costume club and kind of adopted it. The club made it their own rules that kind of worked with costuming, and then Dave Filoni through the Clone Wars and through Rebels really expanded upon all of that and gave us all that rich history. And so in The Mandalorian, there's, like, they don't really take, like, this crazy tangent away from it. Like, yeah, the helmet rule's kind of weird, and everybody always argues, you know, that's the real way to do it. Boba Fett never took off his helmet, and then you're just like, well, Jango Fett hardly ever wore it. And then in the Clone Wars and Rebels, there's characters who do, characters who Mm -hmm. don't. So even within the costuming club now, we have people arguing over whether people should be able to take off their helmets or not. And um, so that just, like, it creates these conversations that we can all have about what's what, what means what to you, and maybe we'll get answers in season two. Does it, does it really matter if we get an answer? Um, and then just, you know, just, you know, being Mandalorian is cool, man. They like, what got me into being a Mandalorian costumer was that it was like Boba Fett. It was the cool costume, and then the idea of getting to make it your own and putting your own inspiration and stories into it, um, like, my Mandalorian builds a Mandalorian protector. And they kind of changed the story of the protectors in uh, Rebels. But prior to that, in the comic books, the Mandalorian protectors were originally, like, the Mandalorian royal guards and police who, when the Empire took over, were like, yo, F the Empire. And they donned their armor and they fought off the Empire and all the slavery of Mandalore. And as a police officer, that resonated with me. Like, oh, man, I can, you know, be a police mm-hmm. officer in Star Wars, too. Like, that was cool. So I just, I really enjoy the way that the culture inspires people to to kind of shy away from whatever's keeping them from enjoying Star Wars and really jumping into it. And you see that a lot through the Costume Club, which is really cool. And then through um, the season, so beginning to end, did your feelings change at all? Like where there was going, where it was going? N- no, not really. I was a little bummed in the end when we saw a lot of the Mandalorians were dead because that was just more characters that we're not going to get to know about and not get to know them. Um, maybe they'll come up in um, the next season of The Clone Wars, which starts in February. No, oh, I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that. Oh, but yeah. That'll be a bummer to see that story. Uh, if it comes up, yeah. No, it, yeah. it's definitely yeah. going to come up. But yeah, when we uh, get to see the Mandalore, he said it's coming, so uh, that's going to be a rough one. No, we've yeah. seen sketches and yeah, pre- So I was a little bummed we're not going to get to meet those characters and know more about them because, I mean, we got – two minutes of Paz Vizsla, and he's one of the coolest Mandos on the show, mm-hmm. not just because he carries a BFG, but, mm-hmm. you know, we got a little tiny taste of backstory, and not just us as people who are critiquing it and watching it, but everybody in Star Wars wants to know more about them, yep. who they are and what they, what they were. Because we're getting this much deep, rich character development through one Mandalorian, and there's another dozen in the covert, and we haven't even scratched the surface of who they are and what they are. Right. Joe, so uh, you and I have had many a conversation uh, about the show and our thoughts on on basically a lot of anything from music to Filoni, uh, our theories on Filoni and what we think Favreau and Filoni should be doing and everything like that. But um, for you, the show, I mean, what, what was it for you and, and what drew you into it? Because, I mean, we when it came up, we... You and I, being podcasters for a while now, 
we kind of automatically went, we need to make a show. Like, we, we, we had, like, very little idea of what the overall arch was going to be, mm-hmm. but yet here we were, we're like, no, and we started moving, like, right away to get it done. So that's why I'm like, for you, I know you're going to have another separate take on it, being that how you, you're much more of a bigger Disney guy. I mean, you go more so into Disney even than myself or here. So your take on that, you know, on the show in general and how it affects not only the Star Wars universe, but Disney too would be would be good to know. Yeah, well, first, I mean, I had a gut feeling that this show was going to be an event show. I mean, before that, because uh, there's very few um, reaction shows. I, li- I listened to one on Game of Thrones. Uh, we Know Nothing. It was a great re- reaction show. And to me, it brought me closer to like, oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't do that. Then there's a Rebels one I, wa- I listened to, Rebel Yell. So I'm like, you know what, this is going to be the kind of show where, like, especially once we found out it was going to be uh, not a binge show, but, like, a weekly. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, they're doing that on purpose because, well, for, for the whole uh, streaming service. But I'm like, <clears throat> it's going to be one of those things that you're going to want to talk about after. So that's why we came up with the idea. But I'm just going to kind of rewind that uh, when they first announced uh, Disney+, Plus, the first thing they announced was John Favreau is going to do a Star Wars show. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned I'm a huge uh, Favreau fan. I was so excited when he was on the short list for the Force Awakens directors. I mean, it was a very short list, and his name was on it, and I thought it would, his vision would have been a good one. Um, and do you feel like there's any regret on Disney's part for that? With that, that could be a whole episode. Yeah, that's a whole that, different episode. That, that conversation <laughs> is like a huge one, yeah. But uh, in for years, me and my friend uh, from Portland, Jake, we used to – like how we do at work, we used to talk, and this was during the prequels when they were just making the prequels, and we're like, they need to do a Star Wars TV show, and it should be Tales of the Jedi, Tales of the Jedi. So we're thinking, we've talked about that. All before, right, yeah. the first Star Wars show they're going to do is going to be a Jedi, you know, past. Then they announced, well, it's going to be the Mandalorian, and we're like, oh, okay. Then I, I was like, dude, I'm, I was already on board, and so I had high expectations, and especially the photos we got, where I'm like, all right, the rifle, mm-hmm. holiday special, the. Uh, Ice cream maker. I'm like, they're going deep. They're going to some, like, deep pools here. Then, you know, celebrate. Anyways, I'm, as I'm, try, I'm trying to say is my anticipation and hype for this was high since since day one. And, you know, the first episode lived up to it. Second episode went high. I mean, it's like every week kept building higher and higher. Um, then, like I said, we're talking about direct, like, we never, or I never cared this much for directors on a TV show. And we're, I mean, we're just like, you know, <laughs> um, one, and one of the things that Favreau mentioned was uh, the the number one key, and he said this a celebration, the key was everybody's got to love Star Wars. He's like, I was brought in during the original trilogy. Filoni's more of a prequel guy. Some people are Clone Wars or book readers, mm-hmm. but that was the one, sim- the one grounded thing is everybody had, and to me it shows. Um, I'm not really sure, I mean, obviously Disney, uh, banked a lot on the show as this was like their number one by our streaming service, the Mandalorian. And they, I mean, they're riding on that. And a lot of the Mandalorian or a lot of success of the streaming service was because of the Mandalorian. I mean, there's, we're laughing, but there's people saying, Oh, you know, canceling, canceling. And we're like, you're stupid, but that's yeah. a different story. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're not going to care. Yeah, they, they'd, be, they'd be stupid. I mean, Disney plus is the streaming service that Disney fans Star Wars fans and just Marvel, Marvel fans. fans. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. If, if anybody did cancel, get 
I swear, first episode of the Clone Wars is going to have some mention of Mandalore, and mm-hmm. there's but up oh, right back in. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And second week of February, Disney Plus subscriptions are back. You're back up. Yeah, they've already started with the questions, and uh, like, if you've been to Galaxy's Edge, we pointed this out. Inside the store, there's a Mandalorian's helmet and a rifle, and Doc Ondar's shop. Yep. Is it I think I took a picture of it. Did I send it to you? No, it's hanging. You yeah. go Doc Ondar's in the corner, and it's up on the wall right there. Yep. But I don't know. Just I don't I don't know. Like basically what I'm saying. I'm just what I'm trying to say is I guess my my anticipation and hype for the show has been high, and it lived up to the hype, if not exceeded it. Because not just for Star Wars, but this was just a damn good TV show. Mm-hmm. And no matter how you put your arms around it, mm-hmm. so like the we could all agree that the least favorite episode was episode five. Mm-hmm. But what did they give us? Tatooine. <laughs> I mean, so it's like. Well, and the only reason it was the one character. Like exactly. all, all the rest of episode five was awesome. <laughs> well, yeah. and the one special effect with the hair. I'm not letting that. <laughs> it's, it's still, I can't let it. You know, I try. It, you I try tried. to let it go. Like my own hair, I let it go. <laughs> yeah. you know? but, but no. And throughout yeah. the season, we tried to do predictions. At, well, except for Derek, but like yeah. they kept knocking <laughs> us for loops every freaking week. Yep. And I loved it. So, yep. you know, I think uh, we we kind of talked about this. I think a week or two ago, but. Eight season or eight episodes, probably a little too short. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think uh, next should be about ten episodes. Ten to thirteen. I'm but I don't care if you know some episodes are thirty five minutes or forty minutes. It's, I mean they don't have to follow that staple. So as long or as they not. give us ten, yeah. and uh, you know we we know if Filoni's involved, there are, are going to be what's considered filler episodes. But like you mentioned, oh that meant something maybe different now mm-hmm. than. It did. I mean, the Space Whales and <laughs> Rebels, that was a filler episode. Then it was what, huge in the no, finale. No, no, but, so. but, but right. the point is, that, like, okay, so, uh, well, I don't want to step on you, but go, go ahead and finish up. Oh, no, no, okay. and, uh, I'm just, I'm really excited for season two. Um, we're actually going to get Favreau directing an episode. Uh, Carl Weathers going to direct an episode, so. Um, really? Yeah. Oh. So uh, this is a, and that's a, from apparently what I read. That's his passion is actually directing, not acting anymore. Hmm. So that they actually put him as a director. Yeah, he's really excited for that. So that'll be interesting. But, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I just have flashbacks of him as a director and Arrested Development, <laughs> both as a director and as a director it, yeah. on the show. Was it any good or no? His parts are, are funny. Are they? Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Yep. Well, and then... But they said high bar. That's how I'm just going to... Yeah, very high bar. And, and you know, you got... Everyone, we're all have a little bit different take. And so, for me, um, the excitement level was, you know, through the roof right away. Um, not knowing where we're going to go, but having faith. We had Favreau and we had Filoni. I'm like, okay, I have faith. I just heard Favreau and I was in. And okay, yeah. right? I didn't I even mean, know Filoni. Like, you guys... Because of this, yeah. I know a lot. Now more you know Filoni. Yeah. yeah, I had I really had no idea. Right. I had very little from watching the, that cooking show that Favreau does <laughs> yeah. on Netflix. That's he had a good show. in yeah. there once. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, he had him in there one time, and I was like, "Oh, that guy does the Clone Wars. Oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. Star Wars stuff." That's the only thing I knew about him, and I've watched the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. I've seen it, I, but I never paid attention to right. who was running any of it or anything like that. So yep. now I know Filoni, and I know the other did, and it is very impressive. But Favreau. I was in because mm-hmm. that guy. I've been a fan of that dude forever, for a long time. I know Iron Man. Back hit, when he I'm was like, just acting. Yeah. No, no, yeah. before oh, no, that, before when he acting, was doing yeah. those little. Yeah. I'm just a beefhead yeah. dork guy. He did on, the, on yeah, a college a, comedy. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah ever since yeah. then. So, um, and and so 
with with that, I mean, the anticipation went high. And, you know, you get that we've been through our up and down with the movie trilogy. Um, so did I have a bit of worry? Yeah. I mean, we couldn't. We, we I mean, you know, we'd, we'd been, I felt like we'd been, been freaking um, bitten by Last Jedi pretty hard. Um, so I had a little bit of fear, a little bit of trepidation. I felt, you know, that's going to be... I'm over here rolling my eyes on yeah, no, because right now because I didn't have the same issues. I, I did, I did. And, and, and everybody, and like, Joey liked the movie. I disagree with him hard, wholeheartedly about it, but, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you. Actually, I do hold it against you, Joey. Never mind. Hyperdrive um, ramming. <laughs> How awesome was that shot? No, that was great. They're, awesome they're, shot. Okay, there are aspects of the movie that were good, but the overall... Hashtag Haldo Maneuver. Right. And then they brought it. Okay, we're, no. Anyway, we're rare now. We're rare now. Hashtag Rise of Skywalker answers that. It's stupid in a one in a million. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, I, Why I don't we just pull a couple holdover? Man, that, that was a great That was great. Can, there are a few moments in that movie where J.J. gives a middle finger to Ryan Johnson. I'm like, screw you, buddy. Anyway, um, back to the Mando show. Huh? You think that's what he was doing? Oh, heck yeah. They I don't do know if it was necessarily a straight up, but they had to answer the, why didn't the Rebels just do those all, all the, time? the time? Right. right. Well, and then with mean, the lightsaber, too. I mean, there, there's, there's little things where you can go through the movie and go like, mm. we've got to talk about that. Anyway. Yeah, and the whole other time, we're, we're veering off. We're veering <laughs> off. Back in. So back into, so for me, um, like like I said, Joe and I instantly got, we're like, oh, man. And then we started having a discussion about, they're in, and we are both we've both been huge fans of Filoni. I mean, we talked about Rebels, I mean, and I had Joey pushing me before, like, you got to get into that, and then I had other people pushing me, like, you got to get into it, and then I finally did, and I'm like, holy crap, like, um, and now we got the, so, me understanding, knowing um, the established visual, I guess, history of the Mandalorians up to, up to date, I was super hyped that we would get a build upon what we know, and we got touches of it. So for me, the show built up and up and going, and to me, there were no filler episodes. Were there up and downs? Yeah, but you're going to get that in any, you know, anything set in serial, you know? You're going to get episodes that you may connect with more or less, but when you look at the overarch, like Chad brought up, and now we can have different points, like maybe we don't have a full episode as necessary to... um I mean, we can sit there and call it a throwaway, but we have an arch in there somewhere that we need to find if we don't find it right away, I think, especially with the storytelling done by Filoni and Fabro. We know that somewhere in that episode, if we think it's a throwaway, we have a tie somewhere, and it's going to come across. I would still disagree just a little bit, because when... Wrong. And the, and the example that I look at, which is... Like, it's hard to compare something to probably a show that does it better than any show's ever done. Um, but Stranger Things, you watch that, there's no filler episode mm -hmm. ever. Every episode is deeply impacting on the overall story. And considering this is only eight chapters being told by great storytellers, I thought we could have gotten that out of every episode. Um, but, like I said, that's me holding The Mandalorian up to the show that does it the best. Right. It's still better than probably... 99% of the other shows out there when it comes to storytelling, but is there still room for improvement if we want to make each and every second of every episode fulfilling towards the story? I think they could still make some improvement. And I think we're, we're going to get to that because this was a 
a guinea pig of a show. There's mm-hmm. a lot, a whole streaming service riding on this. Not just streaming service, but Star Wars TV, Star Wars content. The future so. of Star Wars was being propped up on this first season. Yep, agreed. Can the future of Star Wars be done in an episodic streaming platform? And, and, yep, and the fact that you have people now, and, and I think we're all been uh, been subjected to it, is people who are tacitly or very surface Star Wars people, you know, they'll go see a movie but don't know. Now, we're, I'm sure they, and then they come to us like, oh, you've been a Star Wars fan forever, and they're jumping on now. And that was where I was going to go. The one thing that I can appreciate for from the show beyond good storytelling and, and, and being entertained is the fact that now we're getting more people, even though we get annoyed from time to time because we're like, <laughs> oh, man, like, okay, I, you're learning. You're, you're, you're building up your your Star Wars knowledge, and we're going to help. And so I, I appreciate it for that because now we're getting, I'm sure we're all getting inundated with questions about this, that. And I mean, I'm going to fast forward a couple of years, but once all this deep, like, Netflix shows and HBO shows started really taking off. Like that's when I started saying, well, you know, as much as I want an Obi Wan movie, screw that. I'd rather see a TV show, about yep. three or four seasons with, you know, you can expand on the story rather mm-hmm. than trying to rush. Even a trilogy, mm-hmm. you got to rush the story. Mm-hmm. But you know, at least with these TV shows, you can kind of slow down a little bit and flesh out some yep. stuff. So, I mean, I think going back to that, Disney made a great choice not making Obi Wan a movie mm-hmm. but a series. Yep. And I think that's what drew – well, we all knew Ian McGregor wanted to come back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, he's another actor that, like, well, I want to try directing. You know, all right, we'll give you an episode or two. Yep. And they're going to do it a six-part. Yep. Probably there's, there's one thing about The Mandalorian that I think they stated in the first five minutes of the first episode. When he comes in, he's got swagger, he's got style. You're going to mm-hmm. walk in, you're going to see a Very dude cowboy. who looks yeah. – Human talking an alien language. You got someone that looks like an alien speaking English. And you got this crazy bar fight that you don't understand how it's going to end. And when it ends, it ends in an unexpected way. Mm-hmm. That says everything about the Mandalorian, I think. Don't. Looks can be deceiving. We got things that are coming that you're not going to see coming. And just hang on and enjoy the ride because mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And all that was said in the first five minutes of the first episode, and it's proven through the entire season. And that's why we have a hard time figuring out what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we see something and we think we think this, but nope, there's something else underneath that's happening with it. And I and I think that's that's amazing that they said that in the first five minutes, and we didn't even realize we were getting that message until we watched finished watching chapter eight. Yep. You know, so. I mean, they, if they keep doing that, every every season for as long as this lasts is going to be fun to watch. All right. Sure. So before we go into, because we've been kind of fawning over, over the show, I'm going to go negative before we go back into positivity. For you, and I'll start off with Joe this time, you're one low light. The one thing you are like, eh. And we already know Derek's, but he, he may come up with another one. Um <laughs> Yeah, give me a low light. One where you're like, really? Come on. Mm. If you even have one. Now, if you don't have one, I'm going to call you a fanboy, but that's going to be okay. I'm going to do it in a non-negative, derogatory way. <laughs> we like fanboys. We like okay. fanboys. I like I'm being saying. a fanboy yeah. anyway, so it's all I'm a fanboy. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. That's what I said in a I non-derogatory <laughs> way. 
Hutch is a safe space. It's, it's <laughs> no, the Hutch not. Hutch. <laughs> uh, Fanboys reference. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Okay. You're welcome, Joe. Drink another, take another swig of your beer. Maybe I'll, I'll have an answer beer. in this bottle of this can. <laughs> Nope, answer's not there. Keep stalling. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> my okay. Mm. All right, this is very petty, and I just said there's no problem with it like five minutes ago. Some of the episodes were too short, but it does not even. They, I don't think they were too short. They're perfectly. You paced. wanted more. Well, the show left me wanting more. Right, so, but that's a good thing. Yeah, the fact that they all you yeah. want more when you see that it's only thirty-ish minutes long. Like, right, you, like you look at the running time, you're like, oh yeah. man, but, it, sh- it shows the runtime before you hit play, and you're like, oh, that's too short, and you watch it, and you're like, but that it, was great. <laughs> but an episode like the episode eight felt like it was thirty minutes long because I mean it just. Ah. Mm. Uh, so basically, your 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 low light is the fact that it left you wanting more, and that's kind of like a double edged sword. You're happy and sad all at the same time. Yeah, but you know, that, I'm not even going. Isn't that what they say in show business? Always leaving wanting more. Mm-hmm. Always leaving wanting more. Yep. Um, I okay. The only low light, and we've talked about this before, is the act, the character. I forget his name, but the male Twilight. Mm-hmm. Quinn. 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 You beat me to it. He was pretty, one, yeah. pretty lame. Quinn Toro. <laughs> Quinn Toro. Yeah. It took Quinn me that Toro. long to come up yeah. with that, and now yeah. I took two people's. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, but in such a great episode, we finally meet him, and it's like, dude, this guy sucks so bad. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I could think of. Uh, I'm, I will be the fanboy. <laughs> I don't care. That this show was freaking awesome. <laughs> Except for Quinn. Except for Quinn. All right. Now that Joey stole yours, if you can come up with with another one, you can. If you can't, you can't. I mean, we all want to hate on Toro just because of how annoying his character was, but when you look at that episode and who his character was, he nailed it perfectly. Entitled, bratty, trust fund who was like, I don't want to run my dad's multi-billion credit business. I want to go be a bounty hunter. He's like, buy me all my new stuff and give me a lot of credit so I can go do it. And so you just naturally just hated him. Like, you're such a bad, bad, unlikable person. And you play. <laughs> unlikable. I can't wait to call him a whole bunch of other people. I know. I, I can't wait till next episode. I had to stall that. Man. So you'd be like, what can I say? <laughs> He's a bad man. He's a very bad, bad man. <laughs> very immature, selfish individual. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he mm, sounds like someone else I know. No. He nailed it. So yeah. it's, it, like, He's not a bad part like Quinn was. Quinn was just kind of annoying. And the hard part about that episode was is we got great characters. We got Berg and we got Mayfeld. Even Zero was good for what he was. Yep. And then Quinn and um, Jeanne. Uh, if he's going to take Quinn, I'll take her. I thought she was kind of another weak spot. That was mine, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's my backup. Through dialogue, we got that her character could be more, but the the – the tooth licking thing, mm-hmm. and that was just, it was too prominent that it started to become weird. Like, mm-hmm. had she done it once or twice, she'd be like, okay. And then just like every scene she's talking, she's like, licking her lips, like, hello, man. Yeah, you're yeah. like, why? <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> or, um, I, I, we looked up his name in the episode, but I can't remember the uh, bearded guy from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. 
Ran. Yeah. Was his name. He's such a great character actor, and he just feels like he was kind of plopped in there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have done a little more with him. Um, really? I was all right with him. I mean, I was all right, but it could have been better. He, there wasn't as many negatives as there was with Jeanne and Quinn, but, like, when you hold it up to Berg and Mayfeld, there could have been a lot mm-hmm. more. Well, well then they, they were on screen a whole lot longer, too. Well, and, and, then, the the qu- and then the question is, is it because <clears throat> they were – such good characters and done so well, did they overshadow her? That could be a little bit of that. Possibility, sure. Because yeah. she's a good actress, in my opinion. Yeah. So, Derek. I think she did what she was supposed to do. Yeah. No, but well, I, I agree. She's a weird, I mean, creepy it, ex-girlfriend. Yeah. If you really my don't only complaint see is again, that she weirdly licked her fangs too much, then, you know, job well done on everything else. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, that's another negative. We never saw the Twilight bathing pools. Healing Healing. healing. Oh, I was thinking bathing. It was no, I know. Pools. Of course it would be, Joe. All right, never mind. Healing. Okay. That's for next episode. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I have a feeling next episode. Reaper. I'm going to be, Joe, feel the room. <laughs> you know how many times I say that to Joe at work? Joe, feel the room. We're outside. I know. We are. <laughs> if you're talking about Twilight healing pools, do not feel the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, you see what we're going to get into next episode? We're going to go all over the place. Okay. Hands to yourself. <laughs> All right. Hands Derek. on the table, everybody. Derek, I, I have a feeling we know which one of yours is, but... You know, IG really bugged me this whole... No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I know that characters that are irritating are there for a reason. I, I'm pretty sure they didn't, they didn't do it as a mistake. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, just because you don't like a bad guy doesn't mean it's a bad, bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Trevor. Yeah. No, the, those, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even though I can't stand the Toro character, I, I, but I mean, there was a reason for that. It's because you weren't supposed to like him. You know, same thing with Quinn, same thing with the two stormtroopers. So well, now you did like them. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, I think my, my um, real, only real complaints are the, inaccuracies when they did some either effects or yeah. the consistency or, or is consistency the word I'm looking for. Um, and that's right. I, I always forget that mirrored image they did. In yeah. The first they, episode. they have yeah. a couple of things that, you know, they, they should be on that should, those things shouldn't be missed. The, at, the, yeah. At that level, the you should caliber of people they have working on this, those little tiny mistakes like that, they should not be there. Right. Right. So continuity, the continuity. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Continuity. Yes. The continuity of things should be at a hundred percent all the time. You know, and the reason, the reason being is because on a streaming service, you can watch like I have a show over and over Mm -hmm. and over and over and over and over and over. And did I mention over? Yeah. And you will spot those things eventually because you are looking at it that way. Those kinds of things. And I get that that's a high bar, but. That's what they're setting up, yep. and so those those little things like the screwed up hair hair um, effects on Toro when he was supposed to be going at over right. fifty miles an hour and it was looked like he was just sitting on mm-hmm. the bike, not okay. Yep. That should have been fixed. The mirror images that Chad saw immediately, mm-hmm. not okay. And even the question of that is why did that scene? Why did the image need to be flipped anyway? Yep. yep. Is exactly which would be a good question for uh, Dave, John Favreau directed that one. The first one? Yeah. It wasn't Dave Filoni? No, it was Filoni. No, Filoni. 
Because I know sometimes in theater, different camera angles and different shots are supposed to tell you different things about the character, yep. especially when it comes to lighting and shading. Yep. Yep. So my question to him would just be, what significance was there seeing the Mandalorian walk towards the blurred from right to left instead of left to right? Yep. Which yep. maybe there is some importance yep. in cinema where that's what the hero does, but and he would have been, oh, that's different. It felt uh, like that was the only reason why that image was flipped, and there was, I mean, I'm weird. I saw it. I was like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. But I mean, other people are watching. Just like, this is so cool. Yep. Filoni normally would have been like, oh well, we wouldn't have drawn it that way. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Well, you know, and the it's funny so weird with people, man. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, though, you know, there is literally somebody sitting behind director of every episode with the big book, and their whole job is to track continuity. That is their only job. That's why it's kind of funny, because like, uh, like a lot of people know, I worked on a movie set with Ricky when we, where we watched episode two, mm-hmm. um, and he did a supercut. i got to send you the link and a password, but he did a supercut of the entire season eight, and got it down to... <coughs> Sorry, three hours. So I got to send you the link, and then you guys can watch and kind of give your take on how he cut it all together. Um, but um, yeah, her job, their job is to literally sit right behind them with the script and everything, and take notes as they're moving along, making sure things of like be on the right side. This is over here on the left side. <laughs> and. Uh, and so it's very interesting for me that when, when you do run across a continuity error, there's probably, very rare, I think, that it's flat out missed. I think there's yeah. probably a technical issue with something. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet they cut that on the editing room floor and we're mm-hmm. like, that's too expensive to reshoot mm-hmm. and we're it's too late. late to do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. And we're so used to hear, having people or hear about people blaming or not blaming, but like, oh, the, the Star Wars, the writing group, the writing group. And this is like one show that doesn't need the writing group. It's like... We're we got Dave Filoni. We don't need the writing group. Yeah, no, the writing group for for this can go away. Yeah. Completely. Like the writing group We're to me. Stuff. The writing group to me, and I'm going into Star Wars now as general is the biggest problem with Star Wars movie franchise. The writing group go away. Don't need you. Don't need your input. Go away. Let the guys do their thing. But anyway, so my my only real nitpicky issue was in a couple of the episodes, mainly five, four, five, four, five, village, five. Village is four. Four. The time, the amount of time passage has in a couple episodes were kind of iffy. Like, wow, did we, how long have they been there? A few weeks? Okay. They're, I mean, it, it is a small thing, but I had a lot of people going like, we trained to fight in three hours. Yeah, and then, okay, <laughs> how long did that really take? It feels like it took a day, but we know it didn't, but it felt like that. The other thing, too, with uh, at the very end, when he's leaving, you have that weird kind of cut scene with, oh, I got to make sure that we bury Quill, but then how long did that take? And then he's flying off, and then you see Cara Dune and... Oh, cargo. Still walking back, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm like little things like that. Well, Quill's a Ugna. He's little, so it didn't take him long to bear. Yeah, but still, how long <laughs> is it going to take him? Yeah, they're still walking back to town when they had a little river ride out of it. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I mean? So yeah, little, 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 little again, continuity kind of little tiny time passage things were where I was kind of like, mm, what? But and I had a couple of people ask me like, did that? Like, how long were they there? I'm like, I don't know, man. I think roughly X amount of time. 
Um, but yeah, and again, small gripe because overall, you know, like we've all been saying, the show's pretty freaking phenomenal. But now with that, we're going to switch gears and we're going to just round table. <coughs> Roundtable to the questions. And, Joe, do you want to ask these questions? Yeah, right. sure. So uh, put out a post on Instagram, I think Twitter, too. I can't remember. But it's basically that we're recording our Season 1 recap. But we want to hear from you guys, of course, because that's been some of my favorite parts of uh, doing these shows is uh, hearing your guys' reactions. Mine, too. I love, I love the comments that we get on. Yeah, we get some really good so ones. Thank you, everybody, for mm-hmm. leaving our comments. Yeah, very much. I yeah, so I just put out... Uh, you know, we're giving a recap, So, but your thoughts on Mando Kill of the Season, favorite tiny moment, favorite character, and even favorite season one uh, moment or episode. So we got uh, quite a few char- uh, answers. I was going to read through the, some of these. <clears throat> Let's see. So, uh, like I said, these are all on Instagram. So the real Sean John uh, put, favorite kill would be Mando using flamethrower and a stormtrooper. I think we met, that was one of ours earlier. The burnt marshmallow yeah, that the my mar- son commented on. <laughs> yeah. And every time he sees it, he comments on that one, too. So I think that's my son's also. And uh, and I apologize, because I usually read comments, but then I break off. So I'm going to try to read the whole comment without touching on it. I just have a real bad habit of that. So uh, once again, favorite kill is uh, Mando using flamethrower to Stormtrooper. But that trooper going into the blacksmith furnace was awesome. Uh, favorite character is IG-11. Favorite moment is when the Mandalorians came out of hiding to help Mando escape. Mm-hmm. Season one was great. Can't wait for season two. Agreed, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we all of us can agree on that entire comment there. Yep. Other comment from Mike8420. Um, I think the favorite kill is guy getting caught in the door in the first episode. Hashtag yeah. killed by a door. Hashtag mm-hmm. killed by a door. Yeah, re- uh, rewatching that. Well, rewatching all of these episodes this week, but especially rewatching that first scene, man, that was so great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, favorite tiny moment is definitely, or favorite ah, favorite tiny moment is when he is messing with the controls of the ship. Mm-hmm. Favorite character is definitely tiny. Uh, favorite episode has to be the first and last one, the reveal of tiny at the end of the first episode, and the reveal of the dark saber in the last episode was amazing. Mm-hmm. Excited for season two. And a special shout out of to Mike, him and his, and that, sorry Mike, I can't, I don't, I don't know if you guys are engaged, or, I know, but uh, they also run a uh, Instagram and uh, his girlfriend, fiance, sorry, uh, Star Wars fandom, significant uh, other, Joe. significant, spit other it out, Joe, go. his better half, <laughs> no, significant <laughs> other, uh, they run an Instagram, <laughs> Twitter page, uh, Star Wars fandom, so they post a lot of Star Wars news and pictures and stuff on there, so check that out, it's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, Boba Fett 257, favorite kill is Chapter 3 when he goes back for Tiny, when he shoots his grappling hook and, ap- and after stabs him in the back. Remind me of Scorpio from uh, Mortal Kombat. Mortal yeah, Kombat. Totally. Favorite Tiny moment was uh, when he heard they were going back to where the client is and right away uh, try to fly the ship. Uh, I couldn't. Oh, Tiny. Sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah that was <laughs> <laughs> Are they calling it tiny in the in the comments? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Even with Thank uh, you. even the t, you know, yeah, t that, dot i dash yeah, i. Yeah. Then Thank you, guys. So, that's okay. awesome. That is amazing that you guys are doing that. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. Favorite character is Din Djarin. <laughs> Favorite episode is Wait, Dev- who's that? Oh, spoiler alert! That's <laughs> our that's our hero, the Mandalorian. What? <laughs> and he actually spelled it right, dude. Yeah, I've seen some did. people spell it super wrong, so. Yeah. Uh, favorite episode was definitely Chapter 3. Taking on the in, in, Empire troops is cr- pretty crazy after the heavy Mandalorian letting him 
know that the Empire was responsible for the Purge. The epic save uh, from the Mandalorian clan was the best thing for us Mandalorian fanatics. Uh, I was really sad when we saw the Mandalorian armor just piled up. But thankfully, she said some might have escaped to an off-world, and hopefully they can save the young Mandalorian. The families. Yeah. So, and we got another comment from Fernando Strikes Back. Fernando. Fernando. So, number one, hashtag killed with the door. Uh, It was one of the most memorable clips, even though it was pretty saturated by the time we actually got it. Think about it. How many people were talking about that kill when they came out of the trailer? But then to still have it deliver was amazing. I remember watching the first episode and thinking, please don't suck. (laughs) (laughs) I had that nervous energy that I get from playing sports. Once the kill happened, I was able to exhale, think, okay, this is going to be good, and enjoy the show. Two, the did I, oh, two, the, excuse me, the did I do that look, Tiny gives his hand after Mando blasts a droid still (laughs) at the end of the Bill Burr episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love that, too. The Bill Burr episode. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Number three, Mando, hands down, favorite character. Uh, My man deserves an Emmy, an Oscar, a Grammy, a Nobel Prize, (laughs) student of the month, and player of the game for his portrayal of the Mando. He's a badass with a heart of gold and always wears his helmet. Mm -hmm. Number four, do the magic hands. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's moments like that that make the show. We forget that if we lived a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we'd have those (laughs) WTF is happening moments, too. Chad. Uh, Chad, if you could make one thing Mando canon, what would it be? I enjoy everything you guys bring to the table. It's funny, entertaining, and insightful. Looking forward to more episodes. This is the way. Thank, so, thank Fernando, you, Fernando. As always, buddy. You. Yeah. Thank so, Chad, what would you make Mando canon? Ooh, such a good question. There's so much that we could take from. But if I had to choose, I think, like what we've already been talking about, if Jodo cast uh, comes in the next episode and is like pretending to be Boba Fett and then has some like minor story arc where he's butting heads and then we get a definitive answer as to whether Boba Fett's back or not. Like mm-hmm. he shows up and just like sl- I can't say it because this is the PG episode, <laughs> but if he like backhands him and is like that's my stuff, like that would be cool mm-hmm. and it'd also give us an answer and we could finally put it to rest and then he could go off and we could continue the Mandalorian while having that answered and wouldn't they have to bring the actor who's been doing the Clone Wars, Tamara Morrison? Yeah. Oh, I think age wise, mm-hmm. he'd be right, he's right there. Yeah. Right. Well, I think even age wise, Daniel Logan would be around there, wouldn't he? Or no, still too young. He'd still be too young. Mm-hmm. We just know he likes being in the suit still because he shows yeah. up in. Cons and Boba Fett all the time. <laughs> That'd be cool, though, yeah. especially if we get both. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm sure Daniel Logan would want it because he'd probably <laughs> want some work, but a Daniel Logan cameo <laughs> would be pretty funny, too, yeah. somewhere. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And uh, one more comment from ECC19. Buddy uh, Eric. Eric. Yeah. Favorite Mando kill would be uh, when the bounty hunters have Mando trapped on the speeder and his rifle pokes out of, and starts vaping hunters. Specifically a Rodian. Yep. <laughs> Favorite tiny moment was when he shows up drinking bone broth when Kara and Mando pull blasters on each other. That's the most popular meme out there right yeah. now still, yeah. too. Uh, favorite character after Mando is Kara. She seemed to have way more untold backstory to her as well as being pretty badass, especially the last episode. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't leave Mando behind. 
uh, favorite season one episode has to be the last one. It had everything in it from hilarious scout troopers to the armor taking out a squad of stormtroopers, IG-11, and Darksaber. Um, yeah, totally agree with all of that. And just want to thank you guys again for your insights. Those are great, great uh, choices there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go ahead and, and we're going to go, um, and we're going to ask the same question, but we're going to go one by one by one per one. We're not going to do all lists per. So, start off with Derek. No, we're going to go with Chad now because we're already done. Chad, Mando kill the season for you, which I think you already said, but might as well reiterate. Definitely Stormtrooper into the furnace. Yeah. Just because not of how cool that was, but just thinking afterwards how she has to go back and, like, scrape off the Stormtrooper <laughs> impurities off of the... Off of the Melted Beskar, that that makes me giggle a little every time. Freaking imp. (laughs) (laughs) Then Derek. Uh, Speaking of making me giggle every time, every single time he disintegrated somebody. Every single one of those is my favorite. No disintegrations. Oh, every single. I still to this day. Every time I watch one, I see it happen. Even now, even when I hear it happen, yeah, I laugh. Yeah, (laughs) I can see it in my head. I can see the clothes just popping up in the air and the. Every single one of those uh, disintegrations are my favorite one. Yep. So I was wondering how come we never saw the rifle the last couple episodes. No need, apparently. All true. Um, I'm gonna go with actually I have a tie uh, for me, and then I'll get to Joe. One is gonna be the door um, because of everything that we got the build up. I think we all, I, I had a more of an emotional connection to that kill. You know, and then I mean, I know it sounds weird, but yeah, you're like, because you're like, kill spoke to me. Yeah, it did. I'm like, oh man, no, because I still want to do that someday. I do. I really do. That kind of kill I do when I go around to doing it. (laughs) Exactly. I need a whip cord, and I'm gonna pull somebody through a closing door. Um, So that was, I mean, just because it, we were building, everything was building, and we kept on seeing that over and over. And then my other one. And call me twisted, but it's when you started popping Jawas. <laughs> I'm on the same page with you. I know, dude. dude the first one, they're all funny and stuff like, like that. bam, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, and, and it, it's that one where you shouldn't be laughing, but you're laughing because it's so freaking out there. And I'm like, oh my god, I love that. And I, every time I watch it, I just start laughing. Every single time I see a freaking jaw, I just go poof. To <laughs> repeat after me, comedic violence. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and I love it. Right. Which was it? Joe. We are related. Yeah, we are. We, we are. are related. <laughs> Man, uh, I, it's not fair to have a tie. But You know what? I was going to say tie, but uh, I forget. Uh, they mentioned the, the scorpion move kill was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with one that I actually did not think of until just a second, and is when he uh, killed the mudhorn. Just because that moment was a true, I mean, you know, when Tiny stopping them with the fours and raising them, we're like, holy crap, this is a Star Wars TV show. Mm-hmm. And even he had that moment, and then we kind of figured that, well, Tiny's not going to be just a episode arc or two-episode arc. He's right. probably going to be a lot more. And I think the, the show really defined itself at that moment because that's when, obviously, that's when he kind of decided he's not going to mm-hmm. take take him in for the bounty. So that moment really set the whole season in motion, mm-hmm. and like I, I just Maybe thought of it just series even. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So it just hit me just as now, but I think that that was my favorite kill. <clears throat> and you cool. got a signet off of it too. Yeah, exactly. And I, I just totally forgot yep. about that. Clan mm-hmm. of two. Yeah. Um, okay. So favorite tiny moment. I'm. Uh, I'll go with this one. Um, I think one of the one of the uh, comments got beat me to it. 
the one where he's when uh, when Tiny's in the in the cockpit left alone and he just starts grabbing things. Not only that, the build up when he pokes his head down like like he's up Is to no good. Like, anybody looking? Nobody's looking. I'm gonna go up there finally because he always tells me and he always pulls me away from the controls. <laughs> so I finally have free reign on the control and he wreaks habit. That that for me, for everybody that we all know about Yoda and we all know where that character is, and we know through Yoda that there's a mischievous side. The campfire scene and Return, or Empire. <laughs> so you see that, right? And then now we have a touch of that, and I think maybe that's why I enjoyed it, other than <laughs> it just being funny. I just thought of that. You know how they say that when when you're born, you, you act you know, like a baby, and mm-hmm. then when, before you die, when you get really old, yeah. you act mm-hmm. like a baby. Was that Yoda acting like a baby? I don't know, yeah. In, yeah, good question, right? <laughs> His his little I mean, <laughs> or his laughter and quirks in the yeah. prequels. He certainly wasn't that. No, no. there wasn't yeah. that like Loki level of trickery that to was him. Yeah, old no. age kicking in. Yeah, yeah no. And you think about it, even though I don't like Last Jedi as a whole, but that scene with Yoda where he's like laughing at Luke, like ah, I'm like, oh my god, I love that. I love <laughs> his feet kicking. Out. Yeah, <laughs> like oh man, H- hate the Last Jedi all you want. I can't make it through that scene without crying my eyes out every single time. <laughs> he pops up and you're like, oh, you yeah. just see the back yeah. of his head and you just like, yeah, you know right away. Yeah, yeah. And cue John Williams. That's all you need. Freaking John Williams. <laughs> right to the gut. Right to the gut every time. Right into the heart. Um, Joe. Uh, favorite tiny moment. Oh, jeez. It's hard to beat the soup. But <laughs> I think they did in the last episode. And is the whole the shot and everything where he's using the force against a flame trooper. Mm. I mean, that was... Pretty badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll go with that one. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I mean, because you think of the buildup and you have the guy coming in, and we're like, uh oh, and, and then having you know Kara and the Mando, all of them kind of like, uh, what yeah. are you gonna do right now? Because we got nothing, and then here he comes and saves the and day. But just yeah, yeah cool. the shot, the like I said, going back the back of the ears, the silhouette, then the hands go yep. up and pushing the flame back into the yep. pack. So very cool. Yeah. And a, a season of many, many great scenes. Yep. Chad, what you got? My hands-down favorite tiny scene is when he force chokes Gina Carano. <laughs> 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 I know the meme of him <laughs> sipping the soup is really popular, <laughs> but if you haven't seen the freeze frame of him just, like, looking super evil and, like, <laughs> staring her down. I saw a meme of that where he's got clone troopers and it says, you know, baby you ought to execute. Yeah, order sixty six. That is the funniest fate. Like you think he's cute and all these, and you just see him get super jealous and grumpy. <laughs> and then also funny, Gina Carano came out this week and said when they were filming that scene because, you know, she's a legit actress and MMA fighter. She was legit holding her breath and she passed out twice. I saw what? that. Yeah, I saw that. No, wow. Yeah, from recording, so that, yeah. I thought that was extra special. Yep. Another reason to love Gina. And the pop, the popularity of the Mandalorian, I saw Haywire was actually on TV today. <laughs> so, just kind of randomly. Huh. Okay. Um, Got to watch that again. Side note. Yep. Hmm. Derek, your favorite tiny moment. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody remembers this particular scene, but uh, when he first lands on the planet and he's sitting there telling Tiny, don't go anywhere, stay right there. Yep. Don't move. I'm going to check stuff out. I'll be back for you. And they show the door, <laughs> the gang opening, yeah. 
And you see the Mandalorian and Mandalorian, and then just as it goes, then there's Tiny standing yep. right next to him. <laughs> I love that scene yep. so much because it's so it's so having a kid. <laughs> it is so much having. Oh, uh, what the hell! <laughs> you tell the kid do this, don't do that, da 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 da, and you go, okay, they heard me, they listened. Then he goes, son of a gun, now a kid, he's not listening to me <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that, that, that was overseeded amazing. that scene with the rocket and baby Groot. Do not push this button. Yeah. Which no, one do don't push no, that button? No, not that button. I just literally said, don't, yeah, I just literally said, stay here. Nope. Okay. Oh, fine. What the hell with it. You're coming with me. I yep. love that. I mean, I, I remember the first time I saw it, just laughing hysterically. Yep. yep. That's, oh, man. that's my favorite yeah. <laughs> tiny moment right there. It's like, nope, I'm doing what I want to do. Yep. And, so, and extra props to the reveal of Tiny, I think. Because I think that's when everybody in the... That grab if you weren't grabbed onto the series or the the show already, that would have that's mm-hmm. sure. what did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. But like you said, we're we're probably all in it the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. I know I was. So. Yep. This one's going to be interesting because we know the easy answer. Favorite character? Where do we go? Who wants to go first? We've all gone first. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, go. So not going with the obvious. But I'm going to go with Cara Dune just because. I thought that was the obvious. Oh, I, I was, was going to say the obvious. <laughs> for I Joe? obvious for, for you. you. For Joe, yeah. No, no, no. Obvious, I've yeah. been, but this, you know, I'm, I've been a fan of Gina Carano since American Gladiators, MMA, then seeing her transition to movies. And a lot of her roles in, in the movies have been real butch. Like, you're a tough girl. We're going to make you manly. Mm-hmm. And, and. You know, she, and she—you could tell she's been trying to work on her acting, but she's been typecast in the role. Mm-hmm. So this, I think, the perfect episode for her to be shown was the one directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, having no female director, mm-hmm. and they really found like you're a badass, you're a, you're a drop trooper, but you're still a woman. So they they did all that while making her look and still act like a female, not all manly and butchy. Mm-hmm. And so by that, I, I don't know, that just <clears throat> made me, I had high expectations for her character and pretty much everybody's, but I mean, I think uh, th- that's what I like that they made her tough. They made her a badass, but they still made her a feminine woman. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she's my favorite character. Yep. Not just because she's hot. Yeah. Even though that weighs heavily. It does. Um, <laughs> which she very much is. Yeah. So. No, I know. <laughs> Any arguments? No, <laughs> no, no, none. We're, we're all agreeing. Table. All in agreement. All in Not agreement. at this table. Derek, for you. Let me guess. Toro. <laughs> Toro. Toro Calicant. Yeah. Toro Calicant. <laughs> no, he can't be my favorite yeah. guy. What? <laughs> No, um, it's kind of sad to have it be this guy because I'm not going to have him next season. No, unless they do something. You know what? And I've had in case it's unclear. It's IG yeah. uh, eleven, um, mostly because he just swooped in and saved the entire everything at the end. But I, I just had a feeling that. Uh, I mean, watching the the interaction at the beginning. I'm a little sad there wasn't more actually because I think there's such a huge oppor- there was such a huge opportunity mm-hmm. for a lot of mm-hmm. uh, more lighthearted moments between him and mm-hmm. the Mandalorian uh, between IG and the Mandalorian that could have happened during the season, um, but the fact that he came in the way he did I mean it made up for the for him not being there the whole time, um, but unless there's some way that. Uh, Cardoon goes back looking for 
some scraps of him since she stayed on the planet to put back together. <laughs> I mm. don't think we're going to see him again. So mm-hmm. my my favorite characters, I feel, is done. Um, I mean, there are other IG units, though, so you might get another uh, IG again. Yeah, it's not going to be the same, though. No. And even this IG was different, you know, from the beginning to mm-hmm. the end, but yeah. definitely had fun. And Which and would be it could be kind of funny in Season 2 if they do bring in a new IG droid, because it would be funny in, like, a scene with the Mandalorian if he, like, drops his guard for, like, one second. He's like, IG, and then he's like, destroy. He's <laughs> like, oh, crap, that's <laughs> uh, right. That's <laughs> not the right one. Different yeah. IG. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that, that would be funny. Yeah, but so, and then the other one who I ended up liking also for all his weird comments was grief. <laughs> oh yeah, just you know, after Great watching part, the yeah. show so many different times yeah. and just seeing the stuff, especially at the end when he did his. So, sorry, I'm picking two instead of just the one. That's fine. Because I got a couple. Both. <laughs> well, I mean, both yeah. the guys we didn't see a whole lot through the right. entire season either. Um, and, and not to say that, you know, watching the Mandalorian do his thing wasn't, wasn't amazing, but you know, he's the main character of the show. So, um, but grief and, and the way he just spoke and the way he put everything across, just, it, it's, it cracks me up. Mm-hmm. It just, it, it makes me laugh in a way that just the other ones don't. And that was the same thing that, that IG does. So maybe I'm a little more drawn to the comedic side of the star Wars series. I don't know, but so both, both of those. Yeah. So at least grief will be back. I I hope. Yeah. Right. Next yeah, season. Yeah, I guarantee it. So there'll be some more of his highfalutin talking mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> and if make anybody the baby bucks, do the magic hands. Yeah. yeah. Dude, make make him uh, do the magic. Ask for magic hands and don't let anybody buck. That was the one thing we couldn't figure out what he was saying. If any of the stormtroopers left bucks, mm-hmm. if anybody bucks, these guys will take care of. Them. That's mm-hmm. what, that's what he said. Mm-hmm. So he won't let anybody buck mm-hmm. his authority. <laughs> Chad, for you. Um, Cara Dune's definitely way up there, um, both for, you know, the Republic drop trooper aspect and Gina Carano. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I'd probably go with the armor next. Just all, all of those scenes and what they bring just in story and setting for the show and, um, the previous history and what's to move forward. It all kind of revolves around her and her, her saying. Um, but I don't think I would want more of her in the show than we got. I think the way they used her in the little places that they did was just right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and any more mm-hmm. might have been too much. Mm-hmm. That's, you big, only, okay, cool. Big I mean, impact. Yeah, big, no. Big impact. I mean, I just agree with both of you. Grief, like grief, the his over the top Mando friend, yeah, yeah. And like that was just everybody in here had one. He's yeah. just so great. And yeah. then the little comedy he got, man. He, he yeah. used it. Yeah, he's trying to eat me. I just yeah, right. But that's the one thing too is he's like every, every single one of the characters they put in. Well, okay, not every single. Not one. every single. No. The ones that we were supposed to like, we like. Mm-hmm. The ones we're not supposed to like, we really don't yeah. like. But yeah, and I still think, awesome. quick, I don't know, just uh, even Grief Season 2, I don't say like prediction, but you still probably you still probably can't even trust him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, so. you can't. <laughs> Same thing I mean, with, with... I, I yeah. think right now he's he's still indebted to the child, or he feels indebted to the child. Yeah. So until he gets it, well, I don't know. He just you saved don't his know. life. Uh-huh. He just helped save his life. Could, yeah, the slate could be absolutely anymore. clear now in his mind. You, we don't Might know. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. Um, hmm. So for, for me, I have a, a couple. Um, one is Chad, the armorer. 
um, for all the reasons that Chad stated. Um, but for me, uh, the other reason why I like it because it it um, hints at more, and that's what I really enjoy. The fact that we sat here and we have like trying to figure out who she is in lore. It could be no. It could, we could be completely off base. But the fact that probably we, we probably are very likely. Yeah, very likely, and we, we'll call right now. We're not going to be those guys like, oh, we're the we're your number one source for Mandalorian. No, but like the whole Jedi one. thing. You could be somebody or nobody. Yes, yeah. she could be no. She doesn't have to be a. It doesn't have to be a known <laughs> character. So, I'm a Jedi general. Shut up, wizard. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's another reason why I like her because through her we got the vehicle of knowledge into the Jedi and history. Um, I thought that was cool. I connected with that. Um, and then I'm going to go with the one guy that nobody's mentioned, Mandalorian. I do like, and I want to give a, a shout out to Quill. Um, I really did enjoy that character, Nick Nolte. Good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to go with the Mandalorian because everything is running, and we get a lot of cool characters, but we have him, and we still don't know. We, we got more. We understand where he's come from now. We're understanding more and more what his uh, story is. But we've also seen his arch of a character going from uh, Stone Cold Bounty Hunter, and we're here, and, and through, like, episode six, we get touches of he was Stone Cold. And then we have him now being basically given at the end with, this is a creed, you need to be a dad now. And, like, whew, like, where are we at now? And so that's why kudos, I kudos. Beyond kudos to Pedro Pascal for pulling off this character that you don't see his face for about two percent of the entire season. Yeah, it's when you only that. Yeah, and it's very brief, but you feel his emotion. You mm-hmm. feel like his frustrations. Mm-hmm. You feel his pain yep. while being masked the entire season. Yep. And it takes a great actor that's finally starting to get some uh, recognition out there. To lay in what up? <laughs> also to uh, which we have yet have we mentioned that. I think I I tried to joke about it a few. I think we did yeah. in like the prologue episode. Yep. <clears throat> did we? Yeah. We 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 went over it. He's Chilean. Derek and I Chilean. So yeah, we're like yeah, <laughs> a little bit of that pride pride right there. Yeah, but not just Pedro, but also shout out to Brandon Wayne, who's his stand-in stunt double. Yeah, Cause yeah, because they did a lot too. They yeah. work very hand in hand. And shocker, Pedro Pascal is not in episode four in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He only voiceovers <laughs> the Mandalorian mm-hmm. in that episode. Um, so huge props to Brandon Wayne for all. Yep. You know, h- him and Pedro will be like, you know, why did you stand this way in this episode? Why did you turn your head slightly in this way in this episode? Because they're putting that much thought into mm-hmm. every single movie. Yeah, cause it's because important. it's the yeah. only way you get emotion through the Yeah, character. you have no yeah. facial expression to figure it out. Or no yeah. eye, no nothing. You have everything with movement of your body overall. Yeah. So that's why. And I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah. Just, no, that's fine. <laughs> but then going back to the part where we do finally see his face. The the interaction he had with IG and and the, mm-hmm. you know that it was a joke like you see, like he does such a great mm-hmm. job of even being in pain like first showing that he's in pain and distress but still getting these emotions out of like I can't believe this droid is joking with me mm-hmm. right now are you serious I'm about to die yep. you know like those those but he gets that look across like he it's just he's a great actor yeah so very very fun to watch yep. for sure. So now, can I throw in my... Go for it. I, okay, I have one more. And, of course, the Mandalorian. I mean, 
I've been trying to get any. We're all been trying to get any, our hands on anything Mandalorian merch, mm-hmm. anyway. So, but Moff Gideon, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, just a huge fan of John uh, so Carlos Esposito. Yeah, so many good characters. And you yeah. get, I think I, I don't know if I we mentioned this while recording or I mentioned it at work, but it's like he's such a small guy. Yeah, he Both, demands think, yeah. so much. Like he's got so much force. Yeah, and to Gravitas. be yeah, and yeah, to be in the show as little as he was. He's already, I mean, can be considered one of the top Star Wars villains already, in my opinion. If he was in the show even a little bit more, he probably would have been my favorite character. Yeah. yeah. And, but having that just, I think I did say this part last week, just the way he ended the season mm-hmm. on top of the TIE Fighter with mm-hmm. the cape flowing with a Darksaber. Mm-hmm. Epic, epic. Epic. Epic end, yeah. <clears throat> so that ties in directly quickly, to, well, not quickly, but favorite episode. That one, this is going to be interesting, I think. Uh, I, I will go with this one because I want to beat everybody if possible. I'm going to go. It may be the easy one, but eight. Um, the culmination of what we've gotten where we are. Um, I think, um, like, going right off of what Joe just said is that end is epic. The last shot is like, holy crap. The understanding of being able to leave a cliffhanger and a really good one. I mean, cliffhangers are part of episodic TV forever. How do you keep people wanting more? You finish off with the point where you're like, <gasps> especially with the first season having the hero shot at the end. Yeah. Especially the Star Wars story having mm-hmm. the hero shot. At yeah, the end. and we don't get a hero shot. We get a villain shot at the end, and not only a villain shot, but like a bad A villain. And Dark Saber for people who don't know Dark Saber, it's like what. And, and I mean, for us who know it, we're like our the Mandalorian lightsaber. When when you know the lore of that saber, your mind just freaking goes everywhere. My mind went freaking bananas. Like, wait, how do you get it? Blah, 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 blah. You know, and all these things started freaking running through my mind. And I am, I can't wait for the fall when we're gonna get it. We're gonna get fall fall of this year is when it comes back, and I'm gonna be like, holy crap. When we get an exact broadcast date, I'm going to go bananas because I cannot wait because they left this. And so having that culmination, we had the buildup with Seven, the finale of Seven, Seven, seeing that Tiny gets taken, seeing that Quill is dead. Not Our knowing, guys are cornered yeah, in the bar. They're <laughs> in, in, in every way, shape, or form up a creek without a paddle. <laughs> get that? Okay. Anyway, they're up a creek. A, a droid paddle. Uh, without a droid paddle. So to have it then come through and then the sacrifice and then the finish, you're like, whoa. Like uh, the episode was done, I'm like, I need I need a second here. I'm like, holy, like, my gosh. You get that. You get lore. You get everything just bam, 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 hitting you at every level. And for me being a Star Wars fan for as long as I have been, it hit like every point like okay cool okay cool okay cool and then and it keeps on going keeps on going like i'm I'm good here we can finish here and then they deliver with that last shot with the dark saber i'm like holy i don't even know what to do <laughs> and i'm spent yeah and i'm like I, I need to breathe so for me that i mean but it's difficult because there one is like one and eight i have to agree with i forgot who said that are probably my two favorite um I think it's Mike, but I'll double check. Yeah, so much info that gets dropped. 
so quickly yeah. in chapter eight. Yeah. It's so that's why I have one because we get introduced and we start. We see the path we're going to walk on, and then we have the delivery and on eight. That's why I have really eight, and like it is a thin margin. Um, but they're all like if if I put on a graph, they're going to be within like I mean points of percentage point separated as to why they're my favorite. So I mean we're talking to minutia and detail and motion. So for me, that's why one because we got the introduction of the character. We have that space western vibe. We get killed by a door. We get all those things and like okay, and and then it hypes you up for the ride we're going to be on. And just weeks after or what, a couple of months after. Freddie Prinze Jr., Star Wars is for kids, Star Wars for kids. Well, this show's not for kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kids can like it, mm-hmm. but it's not a kid show. <laughs> no, no, no. So that's why 8 is mine, and yeah, with a close runner-up to 1. So we'll go with it. Go ahead, Joe. Oh, man. Like, oh, jeez. So, and I'm sorry if I take if this takes any one of your guys', but oh, <laughs> episode 3. You took mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you no, know you reset. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but just the whole, I mean, all the, the episode one and two were great. But this is like the whole intensity of the whole rescue of Tiny. Then like what, you know, we've been calling the John Wick moment mm-hmm. to the disintegrations of Galore down the alley to, oh, now he's dead. And you've brought up the, or one of you guys, I think it was Chad or, sorry, but you know the that last shot where it's zooming in on the helmet and you see the the spark behind him and in comes the mandos <laughs> i mean you got the intensity of like oh crap what's going to happen what's going to happen then dun 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 flying mandos landing everywhere and taking everybody out so uh all yeah, Chad's the one that brought that up yeah i couldn't remember when we were talking about yeah. it back when it came out and i mean that shot was just beautiful and just mm-hmm. I think when you, hi, G11, when you returned, mm-hmm. I was like, Mandos! Yeah, that was the same kind of feeling there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. and But like I said, every, the percentage from my favorite episode to not, I mean, there's just so close. I mean, so, but that would have to be the one. All right. Chad. Totally agree. Episode three was a favorite one. Because this is the Mandalorian. I wanted to see Mandalorians and just non-stop that episode was just non-stop from beginning to end um from like you said the the rescue to his argument with uh paz and they're pulling out their little daggers going at each other mm-hmm. and we get so much lore you know have have you taken off your helmet no has it been taken off of you never um <laughs> drops his entire payday on a new set of armor new, like, mm-hmm. shiny armor <laughs> level up like in the uh, in the Mando Merck's costume club, like that's a really popular meme. Is uh, you know you payday came and you dropped it all on a new set of armor. So. <laughs> and um, we and we got this is the way. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, yep. and um, thinking about that now, thinking about what dialogue meant then versus what it meant towards the end of the episode, and we talked about it with Fennec in episode five. Like I was thinking about it now, and it kind of gave me chills thinking about when hit. When the Mandalorians come to the rescue, you think, oh, they're coming to rescue the Mandalorian, but really, do do they care? You know, he got himself into trouble. He, you know, he's out there. Are they really going to give themselves up for him? But they knew he'd saved a child. And for their culture and their way, when you've adopted a child, he's a foundling. He's a Mandalorian. 
they came to rescue Tiny. I don't I don't think they really gave a crap about him being stuck there, but they're like they're going after a foundling, they're going after after one of us, we're going to go save them, mm-hmm. which I think means a lot more looking back at it than mm-hmm. when we first saw it. Especially after that mm-hmm. uh the uh, reveal. The re- well, eight. yeah, in chapter eight, the uh, the the back scene. That came <laughs> My words are gone. The uh, flashback. Thank you. Yeah. Death watch. Yep, with death watch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Derek, yours. Well, I'm going to go completely against the grain here because uh, we keep talking about filler episodes and what isn't and what isn't and what is not. And um, my favorite is still actually chapter six. Yeah. Watching those guys doing the breakout, the the caper, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much that's going to contribute to the overall storyline uh, in the future. I mean, it, it might. We might see those three mm-hmm. that got thrown in in you know in the prison at the end show up at some other key moment, or we may never see them again. I don't know. Um, but uh, even with Quinn, the complete ridiculous character that that was. Uh, the, just the rest of it was just so fun mm-hmm. to watch, not just uh, for the uh, colorful amount or the colorful characters that were in there, um, to watch Mandalorian get in there and do what he does. I mean, he's just tear things up, outthink, outplan, outmaneuver, just at his best mm-hmm. to, you know, outnumber, doesn't matter because he's got a plan. He's going to. He's going to work his way through it, and even if they throw a curveball at him, he's still going to win. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but you know, and then Bill Burr, of course, just cracks me up every single time I watch that episode. <laughs> you still want to show your face? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, chapter six, and it, which again, I really think you know, unless something's going to show up later on, there hasn't been anything that's tied chapter six to the rest of this the season, has there? No. So I mean, if anything, that might be the filler quote unquote episode but it's still it's it's I don't get tired of watching that one it's yeah. fun everything else has either uh, some really brings up some deep emotional stuff and you have to sit there and kind of you know take a breath afterwards or it makes you think about a bunch of stuff this one and as awesome as all that is it's just fun to watch mm-hmm. him get to work and 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 do it with characters mm-hmm. that are fun to watch too so and we got x wings Yep. Oh man, yeah, that <laughs> coming in, like uh, getting those watching the directors are, come yeah. in and make themselves canon was yeah. kind of fun too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I know you said we weren't going to do the best cameos for all the, you know, the comedians and stuff, but best cameos definitely. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. I think we can all the, all three yeah. directors come in and X wings. Yeah, yeah, that is a great cameo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Pops up, I'm like baloney. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. And then I, then I didn't realize that that was. Um, Chow and Fumiyawa. And Fumiyawa. Yeah. I didn't realize it was Fumiyawa, but I, I recognized it was Chow. I'm like, oh, it's Chow. So How cool. Yeah. You need to get my X-Wing pilot with a hat for a celebration. There you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> what you're going to do Kind of jumping forward a little bit. We're going to start a hashtag because uh, I don't yeah. know if you've probably – have you been in celebration before? Mm-hmm. Or? So I you know they the have like the, the Ahsoka days or the mm-hmm. you know Clone Wars days. So mm-hmm. we're going to start a hashtag. And we're trying to decide if it's going to be Filoni Friday mm-hmm. or Favreau Filoni Friday, where people <laughs> are going to cosplay as either one of those guys. And I think, I mean, we have, I have how many, I have 10 months now? Yeah, because I was doing a photo shoot in Chicago. Well, I wasn't doing a photo shoot. I was just there while they are doing a Clone Wars photo shoot. And there was a couple couple guys dressed as Dave Filoni, and they put them in the middle mm-hmm. of the, and then they had the Ahsoka Day. Mm-hmm. So actually, Eckstein and 
Dave Filoni show up, and they're right in the middle of all these Ahsoka cosplayers. So if we get enough people following this hashtag, we got ten I, months, right? I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of, I kind of want to do that, do the X week version, but have a cowboy hat. We'll find out. I don't know. I, I got we got months. I, I got a few months, but I, got, I can't. I can't sit on my hands. <laughs> and I kind of want to do something with like, oh, then get like a Mandalorian, but a Favreau, put out Hefe or something from. <laughs> That'd be a good one too. Um, so with that, I think um, you know I'm gonna kind of give my my final kind of thought real quick on. I, I'm glad that um, that we have this show for so many reasons. One. Um, we have good content again that we haven't had, I mean, outside of uh, animation. Um, really, really good. I mean, you, we, we can argue the movies back and forth, um, which we, we probably are going to do that at one point here, and that should be a fun roundtable. But, um, but having this and being um, hitting all the notes that it does and drawing people in... Um, I'm really thankful for the two aspects. One, great, fantastic storytelling. Um, and two, that with the success of that and with the showrunners and directors and everybody, I mean, from Bryce Ellis Howard, Fumiawa, Filoni, Chow, you think about Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi <laughs> don't, can't forget him, IG Levin's voice. You think about everybody involved in the project and you can tell that it is heart and soul and meaning behind everything. We can we can discuss minutia all, all day long, uh, but the overall arch and feel is you can tell people love this character, love these characters, and love the story. And, you, and it comes across every episode. Um, and because of that, I think we're getting now new fan, new fandom, more people in our game pulled in at, at a level where... Um, it's easily digestible to them into the Star Wars universe, and it, in, in my mind, it secures more content. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, and I've been saying to people, and I, I mentioned this to you, uh, I think before you started uh, watching Rebels, but you know, we we praise Filoni a lot, and I think it's rightfully so. I've told people I love the movies, but the best Star Wars content we've gotten in the last ten years has been Clone Wars and Rebels. So people watching The Mandalorian now are going back because of Disney Plus and able to watch them like, holy crap, I just saw the first season of Rebels. That show's awesome. Mm-hmm. Or I just I just caught on to Clone Wars and mm-hmm. holy crap, the, the, there's another season coming out? And yeah. so, like I said, it's now we're in a – people were introduced to Star Wars, the first trilogy, then the second trilogy. then But now we're getting, oh, this is their introduction is through The Mandalorian. And it's just going to open up <clears throat> uh, open it up to so many more people. And I'm really, I don't know if we're, any thoughts on season two? We got news that's going to be in fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mentioned there's going to be some more old school canon characters are going to show up. Grimorian Guard. Well, they, yeah, they show that. that yeah. But, I mean, actually known characters, yeah. too. So I think Supposedly our... Supposedly trilogy characters. Yeah, mm. original trilogy characters. And I'm still thinking our prediction at the very beginning, Nick Nolte could come back as <laughs> Dengar still because... They don't need them for Quill, so. <laughs> so that's still floating around. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. But then the voice would be the same. And I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't it doesn't care. matter. <laughs> but, Chad, any, any final, air quote, final thoughts for season one? Um, 
I know I critiqued it for not having the content of Stranger Things, but I think that's what makes it more rewatchable than Stranger Things. Like, I've seen Stranger Things. I'm not going to go back and rewatch it again to, like, divulge it because it's really heavy and it's, you know, the runtime's a little longer. But with The Mandalorian, not just because it's Star Wars and not just because it's The Mandalorian, it's rewatchable. Like Derek said, the episodes are fun. Six is fun. You could just be like... You know, I want to watch this really interesting heist thing, but I don't want to sit down for two hours and watch a movie. Let's just watch episode six. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where they, they've they been really successful. and Even though we want more. Yeah. yeah and, and, and really touching on that, um, you can go to one episode and go like, oh, I just want to watch one. Mm-hmm. And it's rewatchable, and you don't feel like, okay, well, I'm not getting what's going on because I didn't watch blah, 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 blah. I mean, it helps, but overall, you can watch each one individually and without going like, where, where are we at? Well, the recaps help. Yeah, well, yeah. they do, always. Yeah. yeah, and I know we're getting more Clone Wars, but thinking about it now, I want more Rebels, too. I, I really do. I, I'm, I'm so in much season four of my rewatching. Like, yeah the next season of the Mandalorian could fill in some of the pieces through flashbacks and dialogue. But like a lot of this stuff, I just want to see, mm-hmm. like, I want to see it. Agreed. happen. Agreed. Well, there's an art. I'll, I'll let you, uh, Derek talk while I'm looking up this artist picture real quick. Oh, okay. sorry. No, that's all right. <laughs> no. Um, I had no expectations going into this. But I have no expectations when I've gone to every Star Wars, any any movies that have come out from uh, the prequels. Okay. So I've always been pretty easy to just be happy that there's more Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is getting as pop it is as popular seems to be as popular as it is. Um, I I think it's awesome because that just ensures that we're going to get more Star Wars. So even with people who complain about this or they should have done that, blah, 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 I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying for years. Hey, at least you're getting more Star Wars. Agreed. And with how awesome this show is Mm -hmm. and um, the caliber of work they've put into it, the the other Star Wars shows they have planned to put out, I'm, I I know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be good. Yeah, even yeah. yeah, even the casting one that I'm kind of like I, I'm I don't I like the character, but I'm I'm in to watch it. Going to watch it. Yeah, you don't I know am. what you don't know what part of the overall that overall story mm-hmm. is going to mm-hmm. the and the, but I mean that I mean the the original what is it now three trilogies I don't know what do you what do you call it the Skywalker saga that's mm-hmm. what, yeah that's what they're calling it saga what part of that Skywalker <laughs> saga is going to get you know filled in like I'm laughing you know, in my head now about that Cassian trilogy. Or show because it's prior to uh, Rogue One and mm-hmm. New Hope, and so I'm just thinking like you know they're gonna do crossovers. So mm-hmm. you, I'm just laughing in my head that Freddie Prince Jr. is gonna have to come back as Canon. Can- yeah. <laughs> I'd be down with that. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yep. So anyway, um, very impressed with the show. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Even the parts that I didn't enjoy still. Enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for season two yep. and see what they do. And and when the entire series is done, I'm going to be sad. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it'll lead to, to more fun things with, with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Disney keeps doing it right. And, and I, I'm looking more into uh, Disney history, which I know you and Joey get into a whole lot with your guys' other stuff mm-hmm. and, and seeing that there, you know, yeah, some of it is about making money, but there are people in there that are actually passionate and care about what they're doing. And 
if that's the overall um, outlook of how they continue to do mm-hmm. things, then Star Wars is going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to Star Wars. I'm looking forward to more Marvel stuff, like all the stuff mm-hmm. that Disney's now got under their, their roof. Yeah, there's some amazing yeah. Marvel shows mm-hmm. coming out that are going to tie in with the movies. Winter yeah. Soldier. I can't wait for that. There's oh all kinds of stuff yeah. that, are, that are coming. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited. Super excited, super excited to share with my friends, my family, my kids, Mm -hmm. just that, you know, we can all love this stuff together and talk about it and be and and spend time together, too. You know, so, yeah, Yeah. I'm I'm thankful also for for what they're doing. And I asked this, I asked Udi the other day, I'm like, I know the the streaming service is great and it's awesome. But uh, would you guys want to see a hard box copy of The Mandalorian? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Because I would. You I make want, it, I'll buy it. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> I'm a hard copy person. I want my special features. I want Especially my Especially if your internet goes down and you can't watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, that you was can't sucks. log on. Yes, right. I want a hard copy. Mm-hmm. Hard copy. You know, and, and for that, if they had, like, behind the scenes, like, how they did things, how they put things Feature together. all that yeah. bloopers yeah. and commenta- uh. commentary for me. I love I love the director's mm-hmm. commentary. Yeah, that kind that of stuff. The stuff where they cool. show how they – like, the, the blooper stuff is, is funny for a haha. But the things that I watch over and over are how they put things together. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what techniques they use? What Maybe they'll explain why they mirrored that image. <laughs> Maybe um, we should start bugging them about it. Let's yeah. bombard them with emails. Yeah. yeah. No, I, t- I, I totally going off the sentiment that Derek was just talking about. Um, understanding the passion behind um, the project is is key. And for anybody who hasn't canceled their Disney Plus, whatever, um, idiots, idiot, <laughs> if you did. Um, one thing you can watch, which helps highlight the overall feel and why Disney is as successful as it is, is watching the Imaginary Story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for anybody, some people may go, oh, it's just about the parks. Yes and no. It's not just that. Yeah. It, it, it isn't. And, and for me, uh, my other show, I did a whole podcast show on that series because, and we could talk for hours about it because it, it shows exactly what Derek was talking about passion, drive for doing it right. You may not always agree, but the the intent and the soul and the drive is the same. And I think that's why we get into such we can get into such passionate arguments of like heated. the last heated, heated discussion. Because we're all talking about something we're passionate about and that is one thing that we get and you see it. So um yeah. So And the road according to Jeff Goldblum. Well <laughs> He's such a freak. I love him. Um, <laughs> no, like, and going back to what you both, yeah, the the Imagineering. I mean, that's yeah. and it all goes back to one man too. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, what would Walt do? Mm-hmm. But that's a different show. Yeah, that is a whole different show. <laughs> Listen, to leaving today episode, uh, or 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 yeah, oh, I can go into that. <laughs> or <yeah>. Imagineering, <laughs> or or watch the Imagine. I I highly recommend for anybody, even if you're not a Disney quote unquote fan, or some people hate Disney, whatever. But you need to understand. Where it's coming from, and maybe, just maybe, you'll get a new out, outlook on things. But with that, that's the kind of stuff that goes into be, the, the Star Wars they're making. Mm-hmm. That that'll be yep. on Star on Disney yep. Plus. That's the Star Wars yep. shows that'll be yep. amazing. Yep. So. but that's part of what what JJ did with the other movies too. I mean, there was definitely some love into what he did, yep. and, and what he did in that movie, whether yep. people liked it or not. Yep. you know, it was came it, from it came from a good place, and you can see it on the Mandalorian all over the place, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. over the place. So, very true. Very gratifying. 
Yep. So even, even to pick it apart, it's fun. Oh no! Because, I, and again, because it's hard to pick it apart. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> even we, if we're the only ones listening to us talk, this is just like therapy for like, oh my god, I can't handle that episode. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap that up now. We're gonna wrap up this one. I'm gonna remind everybody that we're gonna do uh, our after dark episode. That's gonna be the next one coming out. We've been talking about it. Uh, and for if you're jumping in, if you're jumping in right now and you don't know what we're talking about, what we're talking about is we're going to have a, a no holds barred, uncensored, unfiltered reaction to the gloves are coming are off. coming off. We we've done a good job at keeping ourselves family PG, friendly, family friendly at a PGG rating. Um, Did we even do that intentionally, or were we just no? We we, we I think I think we all understood the the realm we're in. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be our outlet to be able to because Joe and I are our, our other shows we can't we don't do it either we we kind of keep everything at that level and there are moments where we want to like pop off and go off and and I actually on my other show have a full segment to myself that you have to pay for that I pay pop, to play yeah and then I you, I pop off and people actually pay to hear me pop off on it but I, which still is beyond <laughs> I know it's crazy right like, uh, like I, I try and pay you to go away so I, I don't know. have to hear well, you pop off there you off. go but people Listen actually want to hear me Mando complain Mando on the Mando show yeah. only 99 cents for yeah. subscription yeah so it's crazy to me 499 the first minute yeah but, 99 cents every additional minute Scary that you know that, Joe. Anyway, um, so... I um, TV as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, and so that's what we're going to do, our next episode. So, Derek, where can they find you? At home. No. Um, Instagram, uh, tattoo art by underscore Derek, spelled D-E-R-E-K. And wait. right now, just to let, if anybody's interested, I'm doing a Star Wars sleeve that I'm just about to wrap up. Oh, I can't wait it to see that. It is based off of uh, Return of the Jedi, the uh, fight, the space fight uh, uh, against the Death Star. I actually took some screenshots out of the movie and turned it into the, that tattoo. So we just about wrapped it up. Uh, and and uh, the guy, I'm doing it on James which when he finally hears this, uh, I have colorful words for his moving away with my Star Wars sleeve. <laughs> he's a military guy, so thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, thank you. But he's uh, moving you, to sir. Virginia, and uh, that my Star Wars sleeve is going to leave me, but I'll get as many pictures as I can. Yep. But that's going to be up on the Instagram page if cool. you guys want to see that. Chad. You can ask me questions and hit me up at our Mando Show handle, or you can comment or message me on the Mandalorian Mercs Facebook page. Joe? Of course, you can find me at the Mando Show Instagram and Twitter page and on my podcast, Disney Universe Podcast, on all major socials. And uh, before I pass it on to Udi, I just, once again, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for interacting with us, subscribing. Um, we, If you feel inclined, leave us a review uh, share the show. Uh, we, one of our goals for August and uh, Star Wars Celebration is to actually be part of the uh, podcast stage that they have. And so I'll, I'll say we can record from there. Yeah, yeah. record live. And uh, that'd be just that'd be really fun. Yeah. And so but, you know, the numbers kind of help. So if you if you like us, you know, feel free to share us with your friends and family. Do it. Just, share us. This is like the way. Us. And I have spoken. Yep. And then you can find me on all of my socials, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all H-A-X-G-O-A-L-I-E, Hacks Goalie. And then you can find me on my other podcast show, which is Leaving Today Podcast, where all fine podcasts are 
Same as this one. So until episode, after dark episode, remember, this is the way. This is the way. 